Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. It's hosted by two guys that have never met each other in real life. I'm one of those guys. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa. And my co-host, Mr. John M. Craig. Hey, Colin. This is uh, maybe a little different, this one. This it is. This one is uh, Unbecoming of Age, the phone call. Yeah, you sound a little more distant. A little different. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so, you got a pay uh, phone? Am, What's going on? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I have a pay phone in, um, you called me. I'm in Toronto right now. You called that number. It's not a pay phone. It's just <laughs> you, a phone that rings. I was walking by. I picked it up. It's serious. Somebody, somebody answered it. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. Um, so I am not at home. I am in the house that I grew up in, in Staten Island, New York. Uh, not in my childhood bedroom. My childhood bedroom has been renovated. I'm in what would... I don't know whose bedroom this would have been back then. The house has been renovated a bit. Um, but I'm in I'm in my parents' house on the second floor. Um, and the reason I'm here is because, as, as we discussed, you know, I recently got a full-time job. Did we talk about that? Yes, we did, yeah. You're, uh, you're driving stuff around for the movie people or for the TV people. That's correct, and okay. I, you know, the last the last episode, I didn't want to talk too much about it because I had, I didn't, I thought I had signed paperwork, start paperwork that had sort of a non-disclosure thing. Uh, I had not at that time, but today I did, but I did it digitally on my phone, so I just sort of glanced at it, so I have no idea what I agreed to talk about or not to talk about, so I'm going to continue to not speak details about the job, the specific job, but, um... It's uh, so I am working um, as a chauffeur or a, a van driver on a TV series, and today was day one of shooting, and uh, I'm really fucking tired because uh, I've it's almost eleven o'clock, eleven p.m. here uh, Wednesday, uh, October tenth, and uh, I've been awake since about four a.m. I think it was a third. Hour work day, but the work's not. I'm not working for 13 hours. It's not at all. I mean, it's a lot less than that. But you have to be there. I have to be there. It's my job to stand by and sit in the van and wait until I get marching orders mm-hmm. or driving orders. So it's great. Um, and I and I saw the rate that I'm getting, and uh, it's pretty good money. The flat rate for the week, and then on top of that, I'll get overtime. So uh, I'm not going to get an opportunity to pay off all my debt at the end of this, but uh, I should be able to make a debt and uh, stay a little bit. I'm in a much better spot than I was uh, a couple of weeks ago or even a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But, uh, but, but it's, it's, it, my, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit anxious and nervous a lot because uh, there's no room for error. I, uh, I can't be late. Like, Today, um, or this morning, I picked up uh, three producers, and one of the producers was the creator of the series. Uh, he is, um, he's the, what they call the showrunner. Mm-hmm. The showrunner is the creator, and, 
Anyway, it seems that uh, this is, I gleaned this from eavesdropping in the car with the conversation. We're actually having a conversation with one of the other producers. Um, he was a key writer on Sons of Anarchy, um, and, uh, which is a show that I've never seen. Uh, I've, heard, I've heard good things about it, uh, and apparently uh, he, he got some sort of uh, creative production deal based on that experience and his relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I figured that out by knowing his name and figuring that out and Googling and doing whatever. But, uh, yeah, it seemed like a, a super nice guy. It was day one of shooting, and uh, yeah, it went well. Um, I, I got two compliments from my boss, a guy that I had never met until Friday. Right. One was one was for wearing a blazer, which again, it's not that that big a deal. But I, I didn't know who I'd be driving. I knew I'd be driving producers, but if you're driving um, producers, actors, talents, directors, you, I don't know. My my feeling is you should just you know come across as uh, being professional. Um, and uh, and then later in the day, uh, he drove by my van, and actually he was, I was right in, at the corner by the stoplight. He stopped at the stoplight and he saw that I was vacuuming out my van and he uh, he stopped, he smiled and he said, uh, you've impressed me twice today. And I was just like, shit. I really, it's like, this is day one of shooting. This is four and a half months. I said, I really need to lower the bar. <laughs> like, I really need to pace myself. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Um, you know, whenever they call me on the walkie-talkie or, or, or give me a call on the phone and say, hey, John, can you, uh, where are you? I'm coming to the van. I'm, I just assume I'm in trouble. Yeah. Or I've done something wrong. But uh, it's it's fun. It's, not, it's, it's a very straightforward gig. Uh, but I am fucking tired. Yeah. And, uh, and here I am uh, in my childhood home. On the phone. So, are are you like? I'm just curious. Uh, from on your end, uh, just because we've never done this before, are you, are you using your AirPods? Do you have those? I, I am using my AirPods. I don't know what it sounds like to you. Uh, um, there's there's a, there's a weird uh, just there's a weird clicking noise that's very regular. It's like I don't know. It's I I, I was just curious. Uh, um, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't hear that. Uh, I'll gladly ditch the AirPods. Hold on. I don't know. I don't know if they'll disconnect us or whatever, but. Uh, just it curious. Should, it shouldn't. Yeah, we'll, it's, we'll it's give it a whirl. We, it's not like we haven't experimented before. <laughs> no, no. Uh, what you? Uh, hold yeah. on. I'm not. I'm not going to hear you. I'm not going to hear you. He's not going to hear me. So uh, we'll just. Uh, not for a moment. Not for a moment. I, we'll talk about John. You might be able to hear me. All right. And he's gone. <laughs> All right, we'll let him call back. Yeah, it shouldn't disconnect. Uh, but yeah, we'll let him call back in. So, uh, all right, let's try this one more time. So, just want it to sound good, don't we? All right. Are you there? Hey, hey, I yeah. got disconnected. You're correct. Hey, should I switch? Should I swap this over to my uh, Apple Watch? Should we just do this over walkie-talkie, maybe? <laughs> no, let's not. This, you sound a lot better. The, I'm the, uh, I do. Yeah, okay, the, yeah, well. Yeah. For everybody that has the AirPods, and I've, I've said this to you before, that uh, everybody that has them is like, oh, these sound great. Everybody tells me they sound great. And every time I have talked to anybody that's using them, uh, just for what it's worth, um, on a phone call, on the receiving end, they sound like shit. It just uh, well i well that's 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 i i made it a point to ask 
every single person I've talked to except for you. Yeah. You've just volunteered the information. Uh, <laughs> I'm very, I'm, because prior to that, like, I don't have the case on my phone. Yeah. I have, like, this weird, this, like, outer box case. Yeah. That is clear on the back. I don't know what it's called. It's sort of like the, uh, um, I don't know. This will not really protect your phone um, case. Uh, and, and I usually take it off when I'm using the handset to make a phone call to talk to someone because I've gotten complaints. And um, I, I'm not the best communicator, but I, I try to speak clearly. I try to be articulate. And, I've, and, and I would get a lot of complaints from my parents, from the friends. I just... I, they want to be at home, but uh, yeah, it's fine. I, I, but everyone said they they sound good, and oh. and I don't tell them on the I'm on the AirPods. Make usually. them make them listen to the to the difference because uh, you sound yeah, it's like a world of difference from where you were. So anyway, well, I mean, the reality of unfortunately the the thing is, if I'm gonna be on the phone call when I'm driving, I, yeah, I yeah. need to have the AirPods, but yeah. uh, I'm not driving right now, so yeah. it's not really an issue. So I get it. Um, where were we? You you um, you uh, you worked all day. Uh, they uh, childhood home. They childhood smacked home. you with a whip all day. You're tired as hell. You're you're at your childhood home. You're sitting there looking at your old uh, Farrah Fawcett poster, and um, and you're thinking of whacking off. I, no, I'm not sure what's going on. You? No, I'm not. I'm not thinking about it. I'm actually literally. <laughs> I've already. I'm doing that right now. Hold on. I'm, I'm laying in the bed. Oh. That could be a new. Could be a new. Actually, I was going to say that's a new podcast, but I there's uh, some. Uh, I remember seeing uh, the some Asian comedian chick that um, at the end of her podcast uh, she would masturbate and uh, she would just show. Uh, I'm trying to remember if she showed her. Well, she just showed her face. Uh, <sighs> I can't remember what her name was, but uh, anyway, somebody yeah. knows. Somebody knows. Allie Wong. Allie Wong. No, no, not Allie Wong. No, Allie Ellie, uh, Ellie White. <laughs> She's not. No, wrong. she's not wrong. I'm just no, no, bad, um, bad joke. I was thinking, is it the one from uh, Crazy Rich Asians? She's I, the one from Queens, the one that's like. Don't know. Really, she's she's uh, uh, she's attractive. I remember. Uh, she's been. Uh, she was on. I, I remember the first time I saw her. I think she was on Rogan. But uh, yeah. So you're uh, you're you're at home. Uh, you're bonding with your mother, and uh, you, I would. Okay. So no. 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 The opposite of bonding. So, so this today was my third complete day of working on this show. I worked on I worked on Friday, um, whatever date that was. Uh, I worked on uh, Tuesday. Monday was a holiday. It was the, the we talked about Columbus Day mm-hmm. and that holiday. And then I worked on Tuesday and Wednesday. So when I worked. Yesterday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. which was day one, you know, day two overall, but you know, day one of this week, I stayed at my parents' house, but my mom was not home. My mom was at my house, my ex-wife's house. She went down to help my ex-wife with the kids because I wasn't around. I don't know. And then I did. I tell you that Kylie got a new. Did I talk about Kylie having a. Uh, did I talk about the. Uh, the the um the exchange student the Spanish girl that never she didn't show up she didn't show up well guess what happened what happened one of the girls that did show up it wasn't working out at her host home because she was afraid of their dog and the mother didn't want the girl there so next thing you know on Monday um 
I get a call from, I get a text from my daughter or a call from my daughter that the people from the program are coming over and we might get this other girl. Dad, you have to stay in the pool house because, you know, they don't know that you live here. It was a whole thing. And then she showed up. She showed up and uh, next thing you know, she's staying there. So my mom's going to be going to the house a couple times to help out. So my mom wasn't at her house last night. She was at my ex-wife's house. So I came here last night about 24 hours ago, maybe a little bit before that, and my dad was home, and he was watching whatever TV shows he watches. Uh, he, he, they watch, my parents watch a lot of television, like old school, like, you know, CBS, NBC. Like, they'll watch some Showtime and HBO shows, Netflix, but, but it's a lot of network television. I'm like, perplexed by it shows i've never heard of and uh and when i got home my dad's pretty controlling with everything you know like what are you doing don't turn the air conditioner on uh whatever don't do this don't do that whatever you know and then he says to me john if you're hungry oh there's not a lot to eat i said okay i'll find something i go into the refrigerator i made myself an english muffin and uh uh, and, and, I was, and I was toasting it. Now, he comes in, he sees me at the toaster oven. And, you know, the, the settings on a toaster oven, they go from one to seven, typically, if it has numbers, right? I don't know why it's not one to ten. Because that'd one be a guitar seven. amp. Yeah, that's right. Eleven. Well, these go to, these go to seven. Okay. So, yeah, these, this goes to seven. So I was playing around and I was getting really impatient because I was fucking tired and I wanted to fucking have my fucking, and I wanted it to be toasted, but so I, so at first I put it on five. I'm like, that's not working. So I cranked it up to seven, six, and I fucking, then I just put, pushed it up to seven. And then I opened it up and I flipped them over and I tried it again and put it on seven. And my dad walked in and he looks over my shoulder and he yells at me for having it on seven. Don't put it on seven. <laughs> <laughs> and I look at it, and I'm like, then why does it go to seven? Now he's starting to get pissed off, and he's like yelling at me, and I'm beside myself. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, do I do this to Cameron? Do I fucking do this to Cameron? I'm like, this is really unpleasant. Sure, this might save me 45 minutes of my life, and I'm a lot closer to you know, to the, the the locations that I need to be at and the pickups that I need to have for quote-unquote important people, mm -hmm. right? There's less room for error because there's less traffic. It's still going to hit traffic at certain points. And I'm like, is this fucking worth it? Is this really worth it? Like, I live in my ex-wife's pool house, but I'm in there by myself. And I don't have my, you know, I have my moments with my ex-wife, but not like this. And then, and then, I guess so I, I, I ate the English and I somehow got him out of there. He was fine. He goes back into the living room. Now he's watching whatever other shitty TV show he's watching. 911 or fucking Chicago Fire or I don't know. It's a mash. I'm not sure. It was like a time machine. I was a teenager again. And, and he, at one point, I guess I left or went upstairs or something, and, and he must have gone back in the kitchen. He opened up the refrigerator, and he saw that there was this, like, package of mozzarella cheese, and it was open. And he yells, hey, John, did you open up the mozzarella cheese? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yeah? 
why did you tell me? I was like, is it okay that I had it? Yeah, but you should have told me. What? I'm like, he offered me food, said there wasn't much. I didn't realize, like, he's so fucking particular. And again, I'm like, I still want to leave. <laughs> and I knew that if I said anything to him, I'm like, it's going to be a fucking thing. And I'm tired, and I just want to go to sleep. Then my mom, now I go upstairs, and it's fucking hot. It was pretty humid yesterday, so I opened up the window in the bedroom. My dad's not a big fan of putting on the air conditioner. Like, like he, it's, it's central ha- central air conditioning, and he'll put it on 72. And to me, 72 is not air conditioning. It's heat, right? Like, to me, 68 is air conditioning. Like, I have this discussion with people all the time, right? Uh, maybe that's why I'm in debt and he's not, I suppose, is that uh, I'll put it on 60. Four degrees. So, that's, yeah, yeah that's so, why. So, anyway, so, so my dad, I, I talked to my mom. I mentioned this to her. I complained about it a little bit, but I didn't go too hardcore, whatever. She has her own issues with him. I should have gotten divorced a long time ago. So I get here tonight, and my mom's sitting on the... On, on the uh, couch and she's watching something on TV something on the DVR oh it was Dr. Phil now, I didn't see that it was Dr. Phil I just heard like a lot of like women like complaining and yelling and whatever and then getting scolded by a man and I'm like what the hell is that it was the most annoying fucking thing outside of um, a podcast where one dude calls in to his own podcast um, and and she said it was Dr. Phil. I was like, oh my God. She's like, I'm deleting it from the DVR. I'm like, you DVR Dr. Phil? <laughs> like, seriously, you, is there a way to block Dr. Phil from you? No? So anyway, so I see that she's drinking a glass of wine. Now I've talked about this once or twice where my mom will do this binge drinking thing. So she started talking to me about work, asked me questions, so I'm talking to her about it, I'm telling her about the people I picked up, the job I'm doing, that it's going well, the long day, I'm tired, whatever. And she's drinking her wine, and she's getting to that point where she's not communicating well. She doesn't communicate well when she's sober. So then she got kind of passive-aggressive, and, she, and then I didn't know what she was talking about. She's like, I read a letter that you wrote me. I was like, what? I haven't written you a letter. No, I found a letter that you wrote me in 1989. So I wrote, apparently I wrote her a letter when I was 17 years old. Um, that was 29 years ago. I have it here. I haven't read it yet. This made her angry. Shall I read it? Sure. March 27, 1989. Again, I was uh, 17 years old, a senior in high school. I assume I wrote it in this house. I, I may feel a certain way reading this as well. I might be amused. Mom, I am sorry. I was wrong for telling you to, quote unquote, shut up. I don't know why I put quotes on, on shut up. There was a hyphen. Does shut up have a hyphen or is it one word? I'm not sure. Um, but I already said it, so I can't take it back. I know that I don't speak nicely to you, and I know that it's wrong, but I don't think that I, quote-unquote, use you. Whatever I do is wrong, but it's not using you, although it might seem that way. I crossed out a bunch of words here. I can't really read what I crossed out, but it looks like I edited myself. 
Um, I don't know what to call it. Uh, parenthetical, uh, open parentheses, my behavior toward you. Period. I've been disrespectful and mean, but I honestly don't think that I've used you. I wanted to make it very clear that I was not using her. I have no idea what she was upset or angry about. I'm sorry if that's the way you see it. And I'm sorry, quote, no, I'm sorry for the way I treat and speak to you. Please accept this apology because if I try to speak to you, quote, unquote, it might start up again or you might not listen. John. So anyway, so I, I don't know what this was about. I can't imagine that my mom would remember what this was about, but apparently this was upsetting to her, I suppose, because it's still very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to her mentioning this letter, I had suggested that she go to an AA meeting um, because apparently she told my dad, she told my dad not to, that she wasn't going to drink, but then she did. She said that, well, but she made some excuse why she did. Okay. And then she said that she passed by a meeting or a place. I said, well, did you stop or go in or get the information? She said, no, I just passed by. I said, do you think about something? She said, well, I don't really, I don't drink a lot. I just, I binge drink. I said, yeah, it affects your behavior. So I didn't want to get into the whole thing. And, you know, I, and then I didn't want to tell her what she should do or shouldn't do or what would work for her or could work for her. I'm just like, I don't know. So, so then, uh, and then I, I suggested, I asked her when the last time she went to therapy, maybe you should go to therapy and whatever. And then she sort of kind of turned it back onto me as the stuff I was saying. Because again, I, I pulled back from using the word should. I don't like to use the word should. Who the fuck am I to tell you or my mom or anyone else what they quote unquote should do? I love quote unquote. Um, but, but then she kind of turned it back on me and that became a thing. And at one point she said, well, if I go to a therapist then you're going to be sorry. Cause I like, in other words, it's like, she's going to realize that people walk on her and whatever. And then I basically told her, I, I addressed the shit that she said to me and you know how I said, listen, mom, I navigate through this world now by not having these relationships with people. And then I struggle with, you know, so, and I, look, I don't have, I don't talk to my ex ex girlfriend, I do talk to my ex-girlfriend, but we're not in a thing, and there's a little bit of a separation. That's Irene. And then my ex-ex-ex-girlfriend, as you referred to her, my ex-wife, Andrea, we have an understanding and an agreement, and we're trying to to help each other and do the best we can, you know, uh, as we have this mad dash for our kids over the next two to four years as they're 14 and 16, soon to be off to college. So... And then with my family, you know, I do my best not to spend a lot of time with them, and you know. And uh, but at, at one point, when we were going through this, my mom's like, she she threatened that I couldn't stay here, and said, or she passive aggressively said, "Do you want to stay somewhere else?" And I I wanted to just say, "Do you do you want me to answer that honestly?" Because the answer is yes. And I would have fucking gotten in the van, and I would have gone to the fucking, to Brooklyn, and I would have fucking slept in the van. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So she doesn't know I'm recording the podcast right now. Um, and, uh, I was just like, I, I, I don't, I don't want it, to. It's shocking to me how fucking awesome the pool house is. 
Well, here's here's what I'm guessing. You you talked about the letter, and you said that uh, she wouldn't likely uh, remember what it was about, uh, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I I would I'm guessing she knows exactly what was going on. Then she can tell you probably if you were to ask her uh, exactly the emotion she was feeling then, um, exactly how it started, exactly what was going on uh, around the whole thing, and she will fill in details that you don't remember. She will she will have a ton of details about exactly what went on and uh, you'll you'll be looking at her at some point and you will think my god why the hell did i ask her why did i bring this up <laughs> i i doubt it i doubt it I, I mean there's part of me that would love to get into it right now while we're on the phone and ask her but uh i i think that would be a mistake i think that uh, that would be a mistake you don't want to go there no you don't oh yeah. uh, well you know it's great here here's here's why Here's why I think that she won't remember. One of many reasons why she won't remember. She, she. Do you remember I talked about the 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 threatening artwork I made? Yes. Yeah. With my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you re- now? Now, do you? This was a long time ago, and I know we jokingly say that you don't listen, that we don't listen to one another sometimes. But do you remember? The depiction of, of of the drawing of my mom and I that I had, when my mom had punished me. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure. All right, can you? Can, I want I want you to give me give, give it a go. <laughs> if you can remember, it's okay if you don't. It's not a quiz for you. This is to illustrate them. I, I, I'm, I'm probably I'm I'm going to screw it up. So I'm going to say uh, you you tell me because okay. All right. Well, well. So I'm so, lying. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> no, you don't remember. Okay. So, so I I do remember, um, and and I I remember I could I could replicate this image right now, mm-hmm. and not identical, but pretty close. So what had happened was this was right around the same time. Hold on. It this letter that I wrote had nothing to. Do, I can't imagine this had anything to. do do with this but it was uh, right around the same time frame um, this letter probably happened after I drew this picture of my mom uh, so my mom had punished me one day she was yelling at me at the I recall, I recall it being the dinner table I don't know what I had said but I had likely mouthed off talked back to her treated her disrespectfully everything that this letter covers um, so it wasn't anything specific so and then I was pretty angry pretty upset I probably yelled and my dad probably got pissed off and told me how come you put the toaster on seven and I'm like I don't know <laughs> so I've been doing that for years and so so I went upstairs and I drew this picture now my mom described the picture as such tonight she brought it up and she said something about like give it back and whatever and you drew a knife and that, so it was a knife and oh, I didn't say yeah, anything yeah. about taking it back. It wasn't a knife. So at the time, um, we had a, a dog, a German Shepherd, Norwegian Elk Hound, and it was a it was a puppy, and it had a choke a choke chain, you know, like a choke collar. And I was a metalhead. I had long feathered '80s rocker hair, you know. Like I looked like I could have been the bassist in um, in, in Judas Priest, you know, or or you know, a guy in Winger, you know. The rhythm guitarist and winger did they have a winger. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I used to wear my my dog's choke collar. It was big, or I had two of them, and I and I and I used like this little like lock, this little padlock to put it around my neck. 
so the picture I drew was of me with that choke collar on, with my feathered long hair, and a giant gun to my mom's tiny little head. And she had this like stringy hair that almost looked like a witch. And the caption above my head said, now punish me, bitch. <laughs> so, so, so now, now my mom was very upset and she was describing it and she started to describe it and I started to laugh. Now you can imagine she doesn't like when I laugh about this because she doesn't find it funny. Now I'm, I'm fairly convinced that if one of my children drew a similar picture, I would just give him a big hug and be like, damn, you're my, you're my kid. You know, like, I'd be like, yeah, like kindred spirits. I don't know how I would feel, you know, like maybe she really felt threatened. At no point did I have access to a gun. At no point did I think that I was going to try to. It was a moment of anger, frustration, and that was my outlet. You know, um, I never, I don't think I ever no, I did hurt my mom when she tried to hit me, and I blocked her, and then she would yell at me not to block. You know, <laughs> take, a man. Man. take it like a man. Take it like the little bitch that you are. <laughs> exactly. So, so anyway, so so I started laughing today when she started describing it because it blew my mind that she mm -hmm. was way off with what it was. And again, I I I can't even explain to you how. This image is stuck in my head, and I remember it. And believe me, I don't necessarily think it's funny. I think it's actually fucking insane. And at the same time, the caption, now punishment, bitch, this is crazy, but it's kind of funny to me in some weird way, right? Like, I, I wish that I still had that artwork. So my mom said something about when she was looking for this letter and pulling it out for me. She said she wished she had thrown it away. And I'm like, yeah, it would have been fine if she had thrown this letter away, but why don't you keep the artwork? <laughs> you know, it's like she's probably got was, it. She's got it somewhere. She's yeah, no. I yeah, got you know, it. Yeah, I'm glad know. you. I'm glad you weren't. Uh, I'm glad you weren't armed. I'm glad that uh, wasn't an issue. We wouldn't have a podcast right now. Yeah, it'd be or awesome. depends on how how you see the world. Like maybe it's fate. Like you, maybe you would have a podcast with a guy who was in prison for threatening to kill his mom's life or killing his mom so so um, what's your take on this all right so um today at the uh, high school that uh, my oldest my, my daughter goes to the uh, oldest daughter that's still in school goes to um cedar rapids washington high school uh, a student was arrested today a gun was found in his possession at, at school now what had gone on apparently was that the uh 16 uh, year old male student was arrested at the high school uh, because he had valid warrants. He had warrants out for his arrest, and the police and his, I guess, uh, apparently his probation officer, uh, kid had been in trouble for a while, uh, showed up to arrest him for these outstanding warrants. I don't know what those were exactly for, uh, but they say when they searched him, a handgun was found during the search of the teen. I'm reading this from the Whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. This is, this is your daughter's high school? Your daughter? Daughter's uh, high school. Daughter's high school. Tori? So, yes. so this kid is a 16-year-old junior? 16-year-old, uh, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I think he's a junior, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does your daughter know how big this is? Does your daughter know him? She does not know him. They have, uh, she says she doesn't know him. They, they have, uh, her class has got, oh, roughly 500 students in her class. Um, oh, wow. Okay, so it's like 2,000 student body for freshmen through seniors four years is that correct yes yeah that, that'd be correct so, so roughly 2,000 students yeah, it's not yeah. a small school yeah 
so, now, now, were you alerted of it? Like, how? How were well, you they notified? they say that they they say that they sent an alert. Um, I I allegedly it was on Reddit and was uh, trying to figure out if anybody else had got this gotten this alert. And uh, there were a few people that said they they did get the alert. Most of the people that that I know, we've we've talked to a few different. Uh, uh, parents and and some that are uh one person that's actually um some sort of an officer on the pta did not receive it a bunch of them didn't and neither did we uh heard about it first heard about it on the on the uh just website of the local newspaper or tv station both had had uh some stuff that they posted about it so people you know the word kind of got out uh and they did make some effort apparently uh to, to contact people but it was pretty weak um the thing that is weird for me is that uh, okay here's here's a quote out of the out of the newspaper that says cedar rapids police say uh that the um there was no actual threat made to the school and there was no indication that he was planning to use the gun at school and that was a statement that they made which i'm like so i reading that and i'm thinking okay so there's a kid okay um Okay, in my mind, it's a failure. The failure has already happened because we've got a school that kids can get guns into. And that's everywhere in the United States. If you think your kids are attending a school and somebody's not walking around with a gun right now, you're fucking kidding yourself. Kids, the United States is armed and we're not doing anything at schools to make schools not be armed. Kids are walking around with guns. Apparently, um, do I think this kid is the only kid at this school that's got a gun? Fuck no. Do I think kids? Well, are, yeah, no. What What are the gun laws like in in uh, Iowa? It doesn't fucking matter. They've got guns all over Chicago, Illinois. Hey, look at all the killings. No, no, that, no, no. I under, no, no. I understand that, but I, like, what what is the gun culture? What is the in, in okay? But for the most part, it seem very few people uh, that I'm aware of are are for guns in schools. Except, well, that's not true. For children having guns in. Well, okay. nobody's for children I, having guns in school, but the point is, in the United States, there are so many fucking guns, and there's so many people with guns. To assume that they're that if if we are not creating an environment at a school, and I've heard people today say, "Oh, we don't want schools to seem like prison." Uh, I, it's not like prison. It's 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 like the fucking airport, or it's like the fucking uh, the courthouse where where people walk through metal detectors. It's like Chicago. Every school in Chicago. It's like every fucking school in Detroit, where kids don't have guns guns in school. But you know why? Because they all walk through metal detectors and get wanted and have their backpacks looked through on the way into school. That happens at those places because they know there's a there's a high propensity for uh, something to happen at a school in both of those uh, uh, places. Uh, we know in the United States there's guns everywhere. So why the fuck would we let any school anywhere, whether it's in Iowa, or New Jersey, or, or wherever, let a kid walk into a school? It's and as far as I'm concerned right now, if a kid walks in and shoots up a school, knowing what I just heard about happened in my own fucking town today, here's what I'm going to say: It's on the school. It's on us it's on the people that are letting this happen because we don't apparently give a fuck if kids we, we can we can give it the lip service we can say uh we're not for guns we're not we're, what's the gun culture like we're not for guns in school the fucking guns are there and kids are walking around with them people need to pull their head out of their ass about this and we need to who 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 what? No, 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 who, who, I'm, who, I'm sorry, uh, who, I know that you are, who, uh, and I understand that you are, who 
said that the kid wasn't like who the fuck puts out a statement that this is not a threat because the police this is the police the police added there was no actual threat made to the school and there's no indication that he was planning to use the gun at school well he wasn't planning to use the books in his book bag probably either unless he was forced to but he had a fucking gun and at some point whether it's per who knows something outside of school that he feels like he had to have protection from maybe he's selling drugs i don't fucking know what the deal is maybe he feels like there's somebody in school that if shit jumps off he should have a gun just in case i don't know i don't need to fucking know it's not my job to fucking try to psychoanalyze every fucking kid in school what what i think is is a reasonable expectation though is to have a kid go to school and know that there's not a fucking gun there and right now you can talk about the okay the the, the argument would be democrats uh, or a lot of people would say okay let's get rid of guns okay that's not going to fucking happen uh republicans would say we don't want to turn this into we, we don't wanna, we don't want to have guns taken away and uh we don't want to turn this place into a prison well guess what it's not a fucking prison and the guns are there so something has to fucking happen and in my mind, it's pretty fucking simple. It's, it just comes down to fucking what I said, metal detectors and searching bags and wanding kids and making you know a little, the, the target, the soft target bullshit. I'm not for guns. Um, uh, I'm not really for teachers with guns for the 99.999% of the time. There might be a teacher somewhere at a school that um, is qualified to do that. I don't think there's very fucking many of them. I think we've got the school, the school I'm talking about, they've got, safety officers there are there are police on the campus there walking around all day every day full time that's their job uh, they, they've got uh, the the uh, safety officers there but they've also got kids that can walk in and out of school with a gun you can bring a gun to school in the united states it's okay to bring a gun to school okay no it's not okay you're not supposed to you're supposed to stop at a stop sign do you have to stop at a stop sign no you can go through every fucking stop sign for the rest of your life until you get caught same thing with a gun. You're not supposed to have a gun at school, motherfucker. Does that stop somebody from doing that? Not unless you stop them from doing that. And there's nothing stopping them from doing that. So if there's school shootings that occur from this point forward, and you know, like we know in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, that Cedar Rapids, Washington has kids coming to school armed, fuck you, it's on you. Don't blame the fucking NRA. Don't blame gun laws. Don't blame anything other than the fucking person you're looking at in the mirror because you didn't do shit. And I'm talking about myself too. I'm trying to get riled up. I'm, I'm, I'm no. It, when did this? Did this happen? This didn't happen today. 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 Today, motherfuckers. Yeah. Anyway. Do you? What did? Um, what did Tori say about? Did you talk to her? Did, did you and Rachel talk to her? Okay, so the, so yeah, 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 we did, and she's she's you know she's they're they're kids. They're like they they don't know. But what she did say uh, was that um, there was a group of uh, juniors apparently that went to the um, that were went to the office. There's a group of I don't know how many of them, but they uh, they tried to raise a stink with the administration, and they wanted. Um, they wanted more of a vocal outpouring and they wanted they wanted you know they wanted 
They wanted to make it a, a, a big thing and to have uh, an announcement that was really a high-level announcement and uh, really, you know, get everybody, uh, made sure everybody was aware of it and was addressed as being a really big deal. And apparently, um, so far anyway, they've been shot down uh, about that. Now, I shouldn't use that word, shot down. So far, they've been, uh, that, that didn't happen today. There was no school assembly. There was no call to call to action. There was no discussion about it. There was, there was just basically, a, apparently, a... A, uh, email was sent uh, or a text was sent I'm not sure exactly because I really I, I personally don't know anybody and we know a lot of students that received the information there's probably I'm guessing some due diligence that the school is worried about as far as the legalities and what they can say and can't say because they're always trying to run around and cover their ass which I understand uh-huh. and because uh, we're in a, a you know let's take you a society it's uh, in the United States we like to sue everybody and we like to walk around with a lot of fucking guns um, and I personally I don't give a shit if somebody owns a gun. I, I really don't. And uh, I'm, I'm not anti-gun. Uh, I am anti-guns in schools. Um, and I think that is a problem that could be really fucking solved really quite easily, quickly and easily. It would cost some money, but uh, it's something that's that can be, um, I don't have to change the Constitution. I don't have to knock down the Second Amendment. I don't have to say you can't have a gun, but I can very clearly fucking say you can't bring a gun to this school. You can't bring a gun into an airport. You can't bring a gun into a courthouse. Um, and you should not, there should not be a single fucking kid in the United States or anywhere in the world that uh, has to go to school and wonder about who's got the gun in their backpack or their back pocket or wherever the fuck they're keeping it. Because nobody is fucking searching them. Nobody's paying any attention. Nobody gives a flying fuck about this. Or if they do, they're not doing anything about it. And uh, that is fucking criminal. And we're going to get to a point again where this obviously will happen again. And we're going to fucking gnash our teeth and wring our hands and we're going to look at each other and say why how mental health uh, too many guns blah 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 fuck you we've got the answer it's pretty fucking simple that's where I'm at with it I'm pissed I'm fucking pissed that there's a gun walking around a school and uh, uh, have you communicated with any other any other than your, your wife other than Rachel have you communicated with any other members of the community or is it all too new uh, it's too new so far but uh, I definitely uh, I, I'm yeah I'm putting some uh, I, I haven't decided exactly what to do I'm talking to the school for sure um, I don't know it's uh, you should bring a gun I'm just <laughs> No, don't no. do that. Don't bring uh, that. It's also uh, I should I should also give props. This is changing subject entirely because I, I spewed and uh, but but I, anyway, nope. um, I wanted to give uh, give uh, uh, <laughs> a shout out uh, my old school bus driver, Mister Wayne White Gloves White Hour, passed away over the weekend. I, I found out, and uh, when I when I was. Uh, Going to uh, middle school and high school myself, I had one bus driver that I got stuck with, uh, and I say stuck with, uh, I mean that. I had this guy that, the uh, reason we call him Wayne White Gloves White Hours because he did, yes, he wore these white gloves, not not like, uh, they were kind of a deerskin type glove. They weren't really white white, but uh, they, they seemed white as a kid. Now, when I rode the school bus, uh, get this, um, and it was probably, eh, we were on the bus for about 20 minutes or so from where I got picked up until I got to school. Uh, it was about six miles-ish, some, somewhere around there. 
Uh, this bus driver had assigned seating for everybody on the bus. When you got on the bus, uh, you, you, you sat in your, wow. assigned, your assigned seat. Uh, there was no there's no talking on the bus. There was no noise on the bus. He didn't allow talking. Um, so you could sit next to somebody the whole bus ride to and from school, and you were to remain quiet. And that's the way it went. Yeah. If, if Wayne White Gloves White Hour got pissed off at something or decided uh, there was an issue, and that did happen a, a few times. I'm not saying nobody tested him because they did. Um, a, a, not not every time, but uh, occasionally at least, Mr. White Hour would uh, stop the bus and he would just. Tell the kid, get get off my bus. And uh, he would just drop them wherever. And I, wow. I mentioned it was six miles. Uh, there was one time where part of this this route to school was uh, basically in, in the country. It was, it was a, a couple miles where you're um, just driving, wow. down, driving down a, a road with cornfields on both sides and a couple miles to the school yet. And uh, I remember one time in particular he stopped uh, on the way to school. And this was before wow. anybody, nobody had cell phones in those days. No cell phones, no. Yeah, you know, and he just, he just, uh, as uh, Michael Palello was the kid's name. He said, "Off." And the and the kid was, uh, this kid was kind of, a, he was a, he was a tough kid. He was a fighter. He was, he was a mouthy kid and uh, a long hair, a miscreant. And but Wayne was, uh, he was, he was just got out of the service at this point, and uh, was he was uh, just was kind of one of these guys that he had a crew cut when crew cut wasn't cool at all to anybody mm-hmm. but he was wearing a crew cut because he'd he'd gotten out of service and he'd, he'd looked at this uh this palello kid and just you know get off the bus and gave him this gave him the evil eye gave him the stare down on the tremble lip and uh palello got off the bus and we all just drove away uh, and waved uh, at him so anyway he died over the weekend <laughs> how how for how how many years was he a bus driver uh he was a bus driver he was my bus driver for I your think, bus driver yeah yeah I, he, for i think uh he was a I believe probably for at least f- like five years, somewhere around in there. And here's the thing that perplexes me: yeah. how you still remember his name. <laughs> I don't know that that's his actual name, but how no, you that is his name. name no. He, okay, and now more importantly, uh, were you the only one that called him White Glove? Mm-hmm. That's your nickname for mm-hmm. him. That's new. Everybody on the bus called him White Gloves. Behind, really? behind his back, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, I mean, so I mean, there was that alliteration thing going on. I mean, yeah, white glove, but you know, Wayne White because of his, what's his last name? What it's spelled? White it's hour. White Hour. White Hour. It's W E I D A U E R. White Hour. And and more more importantly, uh, I'm 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 fairly confident that you have not had a school bus driver for some time now. <laughs> fairly me, me personal? No, no, no. Um, but I remember. Yeah, I, I would, yeah, I remember him. I would, obviously. Yeah, I would suggest that the letter that I read uh, from 1989 is more recent than you having had a bus driver. So my question is, how the fuck? Did you know that this guy died? Do you live in a pop town with population four hundred thirty-seven? So no, obviously not. There are two thousand people at, at high school. Yeah. So um, Kids. my the, no the, in the my hometown we had uh, I think in my class there was uh, uh, which is not where I live now. It's about three hundred miles from from where I'm located right now. But um, the uh, school I went to we had a uh, we had two, we had like I think two forty in in my class. But, 
that you don't live in that town anymore. No, no, no. What the fuck do you hear about the bus driver? All right. Guy? So in my hometown, there is a there is a little radio station, the hometown radio station, um, which is uh, K L E M, which is uh, L E M is for Lamar's Iowa, which is Lamar's Iowa is the ice cream capital of the world, self-proclaimed, more ice cream produced in the in the city i i grew up in the the city that uh, is the the place where all the ice cream in the in the united states is made not all of it but more more is made there than any other place in the world um and so uh anyway there's there's a little hometown radio station klm and occasionally i will uh visit their website and they have these news podcasts and and it's it's fun to watch it's fun to watch it's, it's fun to look at the website because um it cracks me up because they have uh they have a trending now section which sometimes the trending now section is blank <laughs> there ain't shit going on yeah shit going on there's nothing trending um but um what i've been interested in lately is and uh we had talked last time about um oktoberfest uh, or or a couple podcasts ago we talked about uh, oktoberfest and um, there is a little town that's right right near there that has this big huge oktoberfest celebration every year and i was trying to remember um when they have it and what's going on and uh, so I was, I was kind of poking around this website and they have obituaries in there and that's where i saw the the guy's obituary and i was like wayne white hour is going wow. i was like what the fuck that's that's white gloves that's wayne white gloves white hour man that's the wow. dude so uh, i'm gonna see i'm looking right now i'm just looking at the how, pulled up the uh, thing i'm seeing how, if there's a picture oh, yeah. how old the man was he about 93 no he's actually uh 72 um when he oh, died wow. yeah weird now there's no picture there's no picture of him he never uh after he got done driving bus he it says he was a uh he was a regional driver for sioux city brick sioux city brick now there's a brick f- uh, foundry brick factory whatever they call those so uh there's a place where they make red bricks in sioux city iowa which okay so he was a regional driver for sioux city brick for 25 years he drove over two million miles with sioux city brick until his retirement in december of 2013 and uh, he's got wow. survived by a couple of sisters but was apparently never married because he was a dick he made you sit in your own fucking assigned seat and not talk he probably tried that shit with some dates he probably said you sit there don't move and don't say anything <laughs> uh, i don't know what the fuck his deal was but um i was trying to find the um and hopefully they'll do that this year. But um, they have they have a local little news podcast thing, which is which is pretty weird to listen to. Their new they just record their news and they put it up as a podcast every day. And I've I've listened to that. And now last year about this time when uh, Oktoberfest was coming on, uh, they this guy he's been doing this. I think the guy that does the news there was doing the news when I was a kid. He, I don't know how old this fucking guy is, but he's been there for ever at this little shit box am radio station in the middle of fucking nowhere iowa uh he's been doing this thing he's got to be bored out of his skull uh and it comes off on on a lot of the the stories that he reads and so um last year about this time i ran into the story that he was reading about the local oktoberfest which i yeah it's a big deal they 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 they, uh, they put on the hog for their oktoberfest it's it's kind of it's it's pretty pretty fun event to actually go to and it's in this little town and what they do uh at this town is uh that what they used to do and i guess they've they've moved it around now but for years they always had it on the last saturday in october and the reason they did that was because that was when uh the time change occurred when we when we'd uh, set our clocks back an hour for for the uh 
for their time change in the fall. And they did it then because uh, the bars could only be open until 2 a.m. in Iowa. And they would wait until the clock got to 2 a.m. And then they would have this big, uh, and this town had like, I think they had 13 bars in this tiny little town. 900 people, 13 bars. It was crazy. Uh, they still have a lot of lot of alcohol drank there. But um, <clears throat> so somebody, they, they would make this, uh, at every bar would make this big announcement. Somebody would like stand up on a chair or stand up on the bar or something. And they would um, make a big deal out of rolling back the clock. The clock would go to two o'clock <clears throat> and they would hold the clock up and then they would turn it back an hour and everybody would go, yeah, we get a drink for an extra hour. So people would stand there in essence and drink till 3 a.m. because the clock got turned back. And so it was a, a big thing like that. Okay, at the beginning of Oktoberfest, they also have a big thing that they do, which is they um, they have it. Uh, they tap a keg, and they it's and when they they've got this keg of beer, and it's spray painted gold, and uh, they call it it's the tapping of the golden keg. It's this ceremonial thing that they do, and and then everybody drinks this sixteen gallon keg. It's just it, it's gone and. I don't know, really quickly. They just basically turn open the spigot on it and pour, pour beers until it literally runs out and then you know it's, it's, it's done in 10 minutes. And uh, so this guy's reading the story about the tapping of the golden keg and he just, he's reading it so monotone. He's, he's just doing this thing. He goes, next week in Ramsden, Iowa, they will be having uh, the 30th anniversary of the tapping of the golden keg at this year's Oktoberfest. <laughs> I was like, damn, it's just that guy sounded so, you know, if he would have said the tapping of the golden keg, I mean, it would have been, I don't know, I, it was amusing to me. <laughs> it was one of those things. So that's how I, I was just, that's a really long fucking story. Wow. I just, but I, jumping I, into No, it. I know. I, I just can't imagine. Yeah. I wish there was a picture yeah. of this guy because I'm trying to remember. I, I don't have a, um, you, you said it was a long time ago and it was, um, and I, I can remember he wore shirts. He always rolled up his. Uh, he rolled up his uh, short sleeve shirts a lot of times, and he rolled up the sleeves on a short sleeve shirt because he's, he was a he was a stocky guy. He had he had, he had some guns, and he kind of wanted to show you the biceps uh, as uh, part of his intimidation factor. And uh, I remember the the gloves and the shirt sleeves rolled up. But I don't really fucking remember what the guy looked like. To tell you the truth, I I, I can't really envision. I can't really envision his face very much. So it would be interesting to see a picture, but uh, apparently no wife, no, uh, not much for relatives. Nobody could find a picture. Maybe he he hasn't had pictures taken in a long time, you know, of the generation where the people didn't take willy-nilly pictures, not walking around with fucking phones in their pockets and, and whatnot. Yeah, so... All right. I, I feel better. So you found out, you found out, you found out about Wayne recently, like in the last couple of days? Yeah, yeah, yesterday. How, how, what town What town did you grow up in? Uh, I went to school in uh, well, a little town called Lamars, Iowa, which is L-E-M-A-R-S. The M is capitalized, right. Right. so it's uh, Lamars, Iowa, which is the home of Wells Blue Bunny ice cream, Wells Dairy, Wells Blue Bunny. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with so that. The, I've heard of that. So yeah. the bunny, the blue bunny ice cream is all uh, produced in my hometown. There's a shit ton of people that I uh, grew up with that uh, work in some regard for uh, for Wells Blue Bunny. There are guys I know that are truck drivers. There are people that I know that work in the factory. Um, there are people I know that are in the, uh, you know, like administration and either sales or, you know, IT services, stuff like that. So um, the major employer, they do a, a good job for for the uh, for the community the um the wells family was uh uh my uncle my uncle i was talking about the delutri's last week um my uncle joe delutri was uh very good friends with uh the the wells guys and he uh, joe was a auto parts uh a wholesale auto parts salesman and he uh, provided Wells with a lot of the auto parts for their, uh, you know, for their fleet, and so he was uh, he was good friends with the with the the guys uh, the Wells guys, and they had a deal worked out. I don't know exactly what this was, uh, what 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 made all of this work, but um, my my first cousins who lived literally a block from me. Um, they had in their uh, in their garage. They had a big, uh, like a, a deep freeze chest of chest. Uh, it was one of those deep freezes they put ice cream in uh, that would have. There's like um, doors on top of it. There's so you could walk all around it, and it had like eight of these little cubby hole door things on the top of the freezer. So um, and it was always stocked. It, it was the kind of a freezer they would give a restaurant. It's for a restaurant use, and so it's like ten. I think it was eight or ten feet long. It's a pretty big thing, and uh, that was always stocked full of every kind of ice cream confection uh, it, it, known to man. And we had free run of that as kids. So there was, um, you know. Um, you name it, ice cream sandwiches, uh, uh, just regular ice cream bars, Heath bars, orange push-ups, fudge bars, all of that stuff. We could we could eat it at will, as many, as often as we wanted to, because when the thing got anywhere near being low, the, well, uh, one of the Wells brothers was coming by with his with his truck later in the week. Just he would stop by and, and uh, drink beer in the driveway with my uncle Joe, and uh, fill up the fill up the freezer. And every kid in the neighborhood would just hang out around their garage. We would we'd run off and and do some shit up and down the neighborhood, whatever kind of crap, throwing apples at my sister or my uh, cousin Sherry or whatever whatever we were doing. We, you know, and then when we were when we were chilling, we were chilling with uh, like a root beer float bar in our hand or whatever whatever you felt like but uh, surprised we you know, I, I don't know we did a lot of running around so I guess there weren't a lot of fat kids but we should have been because we consumed a lot of ice cream so yeah You gonna make um, it? You gonna make it? I know you. We're we're uh, yeah. This no, is, no, no. It's fine. I just uh, my mom was uh, knocking on the door, and uh, <laughs> this is she. She she just opened the door and she said, "Are you talking about me on your podcast?" No, she did not. <laughs> she she just she wanted to know what time I had to get up. Um, I've been. It's my big fear. Um, but anyway, so the reason I asked about your town and what it was is I'm just fascinated because. I grew up here in Staten Island, which is one of the five boroughs of New York City. It's population-wise, it's one of the smallest of of. Um, it's it's. I want to say the population may be around four hundred thousand, um, which is a fairly you know sizable amount, but not compared to the rest of New York City, like the other five boroughs. Four boroughs, sorry, the total of five, and and we have a, a local newspaper. 
events. And while I had watched, like, well, I, I had read the sports sections and the, uh, the funny pages of comic growing up, it's like I had zero interest in ever looking at that paper again. You know, <laughs> like, now my parents still live here. You know, they're both still alive, you know. Um, right. They're concerned about whatever. My mom's concerned about our next glass of wine. My dad's concerned about making sure that the air conditioner's uh, not too cold and that the uh, toaster oven doesn't go to seven. So I don't know. I don't pay attention to all the deaths, but I never would. I couldn't even tell you one of my bus drivers. And let alone have a nickname for them. Well, they, they, you probably had bus drivers that didn't threaten your well-being. You know, that weren't weren't looking at you with a, a, a look like I want to kill you, you little fucker. And I was looking back, thinking he wants to kill me, and if I don't sit where I'm supposed to, he's gonna kick me off the motherfucking bus. That you know that that kind of shit. It was I don't know how much longer after that they got away with that stuff, but but it, you you weren't. You weren't alone in that feeling, though, right? Everyone felt that way. Oh, everybody! Everybody on the bus. It was it was quiet. This bus was, for the most part, quiet, orderly. Nobody was pulling any shit. Nobody was pulling any shit because when he said, "It's like you know the old you know your your parents would say you know I'm going to pull over right now," this guy would he would say I'm going to pull over and he would he didn't threaten to pull over he just pulled over and when he did there was you wow. know everybody walked in fear of this crazy fucker and uh, yeah. It's the way the world is. Yeah, and I, I would think that nowadays, if a bus driver did that, oh yeah, would no, lose no, their no, mind. No, They'd no. lose their job, and, yeah. and people would lose their mind. No, the kids, I they, I tell them, you know, that back, you know, back in the day, back then, you know, I, I remember getting in trouble with somebody's somebody's parents would fucking call my parents, you know, uh, before I could get home because you know you you're, you know, you had no way to to beat them to the punch, so. They would see you doing some shit or whatever, and they would go home and call their parents. And sometimes they would yell like at, at the car window at you or something. Go, I'm calling your parents, and you're like, oh, fuck, because nobody threatened to call your parents. That didn't. They 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 did it. They they all did it because they knew if they called, okay, your parents were always going to believe them. They were never going to lawyer lawyer up for you. They they were never going to be like, right. okay, I'm going to advocate for my kid the way people do now. It was like, right. Mr. Johnson saw you, blah blah blah, and your shit was in trouble. You know, you, there was no there was no arguing your way out of it. There was no you know there was no defense for anything. If, if an adult narked on you, if an adult was the fucking was the rat, if they if they yeah whatever uh, yeah snitch. None of that stuff existed back then. Back then, if uh, if they said you're doing some shit, they were you know nobody cared. Is you know the, the adults were always right, even though they were you know they were not always right. But uh, and that's that's probably warped a whole generation of people or more that are, are you know got anger uh, anger issues and uh, they they draw pictures of uh, their mother and uh, and knives and uh, no maybe not maybe that was later I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I never, I never brought a gun to school. I no. just drew a picture of a gun no. at home yeah. on my mom's head. Yeah, I'm gonna race hell about this gun thing, and I'm, and uh, um, I don't know. I, I got to find the, the way to get the, the loudest voice. I, I have been to uh, some meetings at the school with the administration, and uh, the, the the people that are involved in administration at schools um, are 
there's some very good people, obviously. There's some teachers that are really there a lot of times. Sure. They're doing it for the right reason. We all, we all give that preamble because, because it's true. There are. Um, there are also some uh, weasels. Uh, as well that uh, want to give you uh, they want to give you lip service and they want to look at you and smile and say yes yes I agree blah 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 but when you as soon as you walk out of the room they're like yeah fuck that guy or or they're like yeah as if you know this, that's going to happen uh, but they are always willing to listen now, does it go very far if I walked in and, and uh, said what I did before about you know fuck you it's on you um, I'd like to say that I would like to have them feel that what i you know what the way they should feel about that i'm hoping i hope that there's tonight some administrators some principals some teachers here in cedar rapids that are that are worried that are thinking to themselves oh my fucking god and they're 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 uh, they're trying to figure out what can what can change what can be different for for one of them to say um if if Anybody that, that uh, suggests what I did uh, earlier, which anybody that goes to school or is out of school and says, we're going to do metal detectors, uh, hold, on to your, hold on to your ass because you, the, the, the firestorm is going to come your way. Uh, there's, there's a shit ton of people that don't want to see anything like that happen that just want status quo. And then when that status quo occurs and history repeats itself and we have the next big thing like this that happens... Um, like I said, it's going to be the same bullshit conversation we're having over and motherfucking over about it. And I don't want to get fired up about it again. But anyway, um, that's my views. Uh, and uh, I guess, yeah. No, I really, I mean, but that, that's pretty damn fresh. Like, oh, so Cedar Rapids is obviously uh, much larger than your hometown of uh, Lamars, Lamars, Lamars. Lamar's population, uh, 9,500. The little burg right next to Lamar's, where I actually grew up, was uh, 800 folks. I was going to say 800 souls. I, I hate that when, when airlines use that uh, terminology. <laughs> We've got 300 souls on board. It's like, that's creepy as fuck when they say that. I, I've never heard that before. Uh, airlines, maybe I have, and I blocked it out. They, they, a lot of times, instead of saying passengers, they say souls. So many souls on board. It's like, no, I don't want to fucking hear that you're trying to think about me in the fucking afterlife. Uh, I'd rather hear uh, we've got alive passengers here that are expecting those wheels to come down and that airplane to land just the fucking way it's supposed to, motherfucker. Uh, that's what I want to hear. Uh, but, um, yeah. Um, I don't know where I was going. Um forgot what I was talking about. Uh, I, I, yeah, uh, a small town, 800 people. That's where I was at. Well, it was a little town. 9,500, 800. Cedar Rapids, how many? Uh, this, the, the, if you count the little sister cities that are next to us that are connected but not actually a part uh, technically of Cedar Rapids, the, I think the uh, total's around 200,000, right, right around there. Okay, so, so do you think that so has this made state news, this gun story? Uh, that I don't know about. Um, and if it doesn't, why wouldn't it? I, I, that's what I, I'm really dumbfounded, why there's nobody carrying signs and chanting. I mean, after Parkland, like a lot of places in the United States, uh, there was a big rally here in Cedar Rapids. I have a bunch of friends that were at that rally. I uh, had a, Most all of them were, were posting on social media. It was the 
perfect place uh, for, okay, I know people felt bad, but um, I would be uh, disingenuous if I didn't say that I thought there were a lot of people that were there just for the, uh, for the to take the moral high ground, uh, to do the, the peacocking, uh, to, um, uh, you know, to put themselves uh, out in social media, uh, you know, showing that they care, uh, which um, is, is good, and but at the same time, uh, at the same time it's not I guess is what I'm saying um, okay that happened in Florida we're in Iowa it was it was emotional it was a very tough week for a lot of people a tough time for a lot of people and that's why the the, the people were down at the park with their lit candles uh, kids died and that's fucked up to be sure today any, I don't know. I don't. I don't think there's a lot of uh, people paying attention. I don't think there's a lot of outrage. I don't think there's a lot of people saying, "What the fuck?" I don't think we're gonna have. I, I'm guessing we're we're gonna see very little that comes of this, other than the fact that some kid had a gun in school, and yeah, other kids have guns in school. Do we do we know that for sure that other kids have guns in school? No. Is it likely? Yes. If one kid had one, it's likely that others do. It's likely that they do all over. And if you don't believe that. I believe you're fooling yourself. That's just me. But God damn it. There's got to be something happier going on today, isn't there? I don't know. Uh, John's no, John. I mean, I, 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 I got annoyed. I got annoyed when the, um, the, the program that my daughter had, you know, didn't notify her that this, the girl that was going to stay with her canceled and decided not to come to america for whatever reason that was fucked up yeah yeah divorce like 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 that annoyed me that they didn't communicate that if some shit went down like that i would fucking want answers i wouldn't want to hear from the police that they told me that was not a threat i'm sorry there was a kid who had warrants out for his arrest and he had a gun in school. So whether or not he was attending to shoot up the school, like you said, that's fucking bullshit. Why would you even say that? Why was there a kid with, and why is it that the kid with warrants out for his arrest had a part, you know what I mean? Like, how does he get to that point, yeah. right? Like, if he had warrants out for his arrest, what the fuck was he still doing at school? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm sorry, forget the gun and he brought a gun. Why the fuck was he at school? Like, fuckers? And if he was showing up and going to school, guess what? You would have known where to fucking find him. You know what I'm saying? There were so many things that seemed to be wrong with what you've shared about this, what you've, you, you've heard about this situation, or what, you know, what you've gleaned from whatever research you've done, whatever information the police have put out there. But it sounds like a little bit of a shit show. You know, so I, I don't know. I would want answers, and I and I would and I would want to be as measured as possible in my communication because you, the last thing you, you you probably need is a an auditorium filled with angry, upset parents and or politicians or administrators, and it becoming this fucked up political thing. You know, where it's like no, it's about one thing. It's about the safety of our children, and like you said before. Guns do not belong in schools, particularly students with guns. Right? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show.
let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we talk.